in a week where the unbeaten run finally ends and we realise that we've not won a game in four, everything's just feeling a bit more hearts around here. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, busy couple of weeks, apologies for our absence last week, we were just all busy uh, in the week before that. I had a bairn, which is unbelievable. Uh, she hasn't actually seen us win a game yet, which is not a good, uh, good omen. <laughs> um, she did laugh for the first time last night, which was really cute. After I asked her if Craig Halkett should be offered a new contract. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, baby gags. Um, we've got three games to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll just start off with the, the Dundee game before we move on to news and all that stuff. Uh, Simon, do, do we have to? <laughs> I know, man. Well, yeah, I know. Simon, back at Tynecastle, if you can remember it, we, we played Dundee and drew one all. What happened? I, um, I mean, the result was absolutely shite. But if you if you think about the performance, I think it was absolutely fine. I think we ended with over seventy percent possession by the end of it. Poor, poor defending on a corner, which allowed Jason Cummins to score, which was unlucky. Um, when I think about it, you obviously noticed the the quality of chances that we had kind of went off when Boyce came off. And that's going to be a, a theme tonight, I think. Um, so I I think it's just unlucky. When you're when you're one nil up, you you've you've got to take your chances. I think we hit the post, we hit the bar, Woodburn had a couple of shots go wide. So we seemed quite hesitant as soon as Boyce was off to sort of just take a shot and get something away. But hmm. I've got a couple of interesting stats for the game. So seventy-two hmm. percent possession, five hundred and forty-five passes to to two hundred and fifteen, eighty percent pass accuracy to fifty-six. And but this is the one that I find mental: four shots on target to three. We had twenty-one shots and only four of them were on target. Yeah. Well, I think that's why Woodburn had to go off at half time, wasn't it? Because he took at he least did. seventeen of them. <laughs> he was he was he was also a red card waiting to happen. Aye. Uh, credit credit Nielsen. I'm pretty sure you said that one because he got booked right in front of us and you said to me, Cameron, like I he he needs to be taken off at half time if he doesn't calm down. And he didn't really calm down. And I thought it was unfortunate because I think that was maybe one of his better halves and a heart shot. He, he was looking he was looking good. He had a couple of chances. He took a shot outside the box after sort of faking it past two players. And I'm pretty sure he got the assist. I know it was like a, just a layoff to John Suter, but... Yeah, I think you're right. So he, he was looking all right, but aye, he was a red card coming. Fair enough. Uh, I was quite happy to see him go off. I, personally, I thought he was taking shots where there could have just been another pass or two for a chance inside the box. I think he was just being a bit greedy on the day myself. Um, but I, fair play if, if it was because he was so fired up that happens. Eh? Yeah, the big talking point from this game was Nand Wheelie's performance when he came on for boys. Um, what, what did you think of that? He didn't do anything. But to be to be fair, I, don't, I mean, obviously I don't think he's great, but the crosses that were going into Boyce weren't very good and he didn't get really any chances himself. And then, so the, and the crosses to Nand really weren't even much better. So we can't really blame him for that. But the effort didn't really look there. That that was the only problem I, I really had. Like, 
I'm not expecting him to score every shot that he takes or, or win every ball that comes into the box. And I don't actually think he looks very good in the air. But it's just the effort. It, maybe it's maybe it's just his body language that makes us think that he's maybe not putting the effort. But it does, doesn't seem like he's he's pushing. Yeah, and there's loads of players like that, especially strikers, aren't there? Where they don't look like they're trying at all. But then you go, well, you've scored 17 goals this season. <laughs> you know, there's uh, Edward. For Celtic, he, Celtic fans gave him a lot of stick for the same, but at the end of the day, if you're putting them away, I guess the issue is Nanduli's not. Aye, exactly. Goals will buy you. Like, no one will give a fuck how much effort you're putting in if you're if you're getting anywhere near 17 goals in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Um, but aye, that was Dundee. And uh, like you said, of course, Jason's, Jason Cummings scored against Hearts. He always does. Um, and I, it was uh, kind of felt like well, it was a terrible atmosphere after the game. It felt like that was a game we most definitely should have won. And there was booze at full time. Aye, it's it's dropped points. That that game and, and what it was was a disappointment, but I don't think it was worthy of booze. But in the sort of the, that combined with the results since then, it's kind of getting a bit concerning now. Mm-hmm. I did. Of course you did. Are you just booing your dad again? <laughs> Cammy Dev, Devlin came over to clap the wheat field and I had two middle fingers up at him in that. <laughs> Didn't he really? I clapped. I clapped Cammy Devlin. Um, okay, well, I was done. The, let's speak about the St. Johnson game uh, and then we'll speak about some uh, random news stuff over the last couple of weeks. Um, Simon, again, another 1 1 draw. St. Johnson, how was this one in summary for you? Once again, thought the performance was really good. St. Johnson's a difficult, a, a difficult game away. Their teams, they've obviously lost a few players from last season, but their team's no too different. Um that second half, I think that's one of our best second halves we've had this season. Mm-hmm. To to respond to that, we went one 0 down, come out, played really well. I thought Nandwili looked quite good. I thought he was much looking much better. There was a moment where I think it was him and Woodburn were two on one, mm. and Woodburn just plays the ball just a wee bit too wide. Um, so it takes Nandili wide, and he takes a shot first time. Fair enough, to him, but he was far too wide. Um, not his fault. But once again, again, I feel like I was just going to say this. It's a very similar stat line to the to the game I just mentioned. You know, over double the passes, four hundred seventy six to two hundred eight. But when you look at it, we had 18 shots and four on target. They had nine and four on target. Our execution up front at points is just not there. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, a draw away to St. Johnson is good, considering they've been our bogey team for the best part of a decade now. And they're I, not a bad side, like you say. None of, these, none of these results in isolation, even the Aberdeen game, are the end of the world. I just think if you look at the, the bigger picture and if we're genuinely, like I know it's a bit mental to say, but if we're genuinely wanting to fucking get like a, a European spot, hmm. we, these are the sort of games we need to be, we need to be picking up points. What have we got? Yeah. Three points out of 12 in our last four games. It's, it's no good form at any, if you're, whatever your ambitions for the season are. You're right. Yeah. And this week, plus the three games which we were talking about tonight, yeah, two points out of a possible nine out of these three. It's it's not good at all. If it was four out of the nine, you know, if we'd got beaten Aberdeen, but we'd beat Dundee, we drew away to St. Johnson, then it'd be a very uh, different atmosphere around the club just now. 
I I think it's the it's the sort of knock on effect that kind of builds the pressure. But if these had been sort of scattered in amongst the the wins that we've got, we probably would be thinking a lot differently. Yeah. Um, there, there was some rotation going into the St. Johnson game with Ginelli starting. Um, his first start, and I'm not sure. It feels like this season. Might be wrong on that. At least a good two games anyway. Um, he looks quite dangerous. We'll speak about him a bit more against Aberdeen, but he's been looking okay, hasn't he? I was. Um, he was making good runs off uh, Nanduili. Um, mm-hmm. the, them two sort of playing off the centre was actually quite good. I know it was kind of like the, th- the three as usual, but the, that's how we scored. Nanduili played a really good ball in behind. Janelli used his pace, took it well on his left foot. Yeah. Um, and I, brilliant. I want like players to be able to come on and make an impact like that. That's exactly wonder, what we need. I wonder, and I know we'd probably all agree that um, Janelli looks great when he when he comes on and he gives you that that burst. I actually do now wonder if not giving him the game time it potentially isn't as great, and maybe seeing him more from the start could be quite beneficial. It might just be that it's tied to who we've got up front. It might be that if Boyce is there, he isn't the man that starts the game. But um, I'd, I'd quite like to see a bit more of him, I think. Yeah. Uh, a, it's, at least it's another option there to play down the middle because he is good in the centre as well as at wide. And I, I don't think, I think although Woodburn's like been, been all right, his place is definitely up for grabs. Like, he, yeah. Ginelli can come in and play better than Woodburn. That wouldn't be too, too fantasyful. Right. I think what we've seen of him, I think. You'd have to say that Janelli has looked better when he's played. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I've I thought Ben Woodburn's been quite lacklustre overall since he's joined here. You know, he, he looks like he's going to score from outside the box every game, but he hasn't. <laughs> you know that how many games has he played now? Five, six. It does. It does really help with keeping the possession in the final third, though. <clears throat> yeah, he's, Keep, he's keeping really that good pressure in, on. Like, he's great in tight spaces. Definitely. You just thought he would have came in. To this squad in this league and being, you know, made a, a huge impact. He'd be getting talked about, you know, on sports uh, sports scene as being one of the better players in the league. I I still like I know he's played maybe coming up to like almost what was it maybe five six seven games whatever. But yeah. I think he's still got plenty of time to go to for him to Aye. find it find his feet. Aye, he does, and you saw how unfit he was. Remember his first game away at Dundee United. Yeah, you know, he could barely walk off the pitch. After 50-60 minutes, so... He's played nine games. Nine games. Nine, is it? Which is more than I thought. Hmm. Sorry, are we we saying Ben Woodburn's cancelled? That's him. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I I still think he's got plenty of time to sort of find his feet. I think ten games is is still a small sample size, especially if you're you're coming from a different league and going from being a reserve team player to a week-in, week-out starter, it's, it's a different way of approaching the game, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, um, well, that, that was St. Johnson. I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said. Um, now, some news. Normally, I like to intertwine these. They all kind of run nicely into one another, but this is just notes on paper. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I'm entirely blaming the baby, but... Hammy, uh, kick us off the this TV program shirt sponsor stuff. You've watched it. What's all this about? All right. Succession. <laughs> Succession. Great TV series. Not a sponsor, but I wish they were because they are amazing for us. For podcast, I mean. Um, ah, it's a Sky TV show. Brian Cox is in it, one of the main guys in it. And in the second season of um, Succession, they, they actually buy hearts. 
um, as a present. His son buys it for his dad, and it turns out his dad's a Hibs fan. Um, so they got in with in bed with Hearts, done a bit of a sponsorship deal, and I think all the proceeds are going to MND Scotland. So win mm. win, we got a bit of recognition on the Sky's social pages, which is always good. Might get an extra fan or two, maybe I don't know, <laughs> and then. Um, a bit of money going to charity. All good. And it's a great yeah. TV show. Lovely. I think, I think we're going to start it quite soon, actually. They've got me hook, line and sinker anyway. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that was that. Um, here was a, an interesting one for you, uh, Cameron. Bobby Burns got battered by his own keeper. <laughs> you seen this? I did. Um, I believe, thanks to Liam here, who... Uh, Passed on the video at some point, but it feels like <laughs> feels like about a month ago. I was about to say, surely <laughs> we have spoken about this. Surely no. we've spoken about this. I take notes on all the shitty news. Trust me, we haven't spoken about this yet. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, um, unique. The only other incident I can think of being anyway similar. It was the the Lee, was it Lee Boy or Kieran, Kieran Dyer in Newcastle. Yeah, um, yeah I mean. What a state your team must have to be in if um, you end up you end up in that position. But um, it was funny. It was funny. If you haven't seen it to any of our listeners, just like search Bobby Burns on Twitter. It'll probably be the top tweet the video or something. But the keeper just runs out and just starts absolutely battering him after they concede a goal. But Hammy Bobby, it doesn't even look like Burns was involved in the build up to that goal. Apparently, Burns, like you didn't see it in the video, but Burns lost the ball at like the halfway line, and the boy just does amazing. He gets past about three or four players, and the keeper just goes mental. It burns for that. Apparently, it's his fault, which I'm sure. I'm sure he'll get sacked for that. I never know. I've not actually checked up on it, but no. I mean, that, that's it. I'm not going to investigate anymore. We fucking like, spent more time on this than we did in the St. John's thingy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, again, seeing the video, it deserves it. Well, here, here's something a wee bit more serious. This is a one for you to ponder. Uh, Michael Smith just made his 150th appearance for Hearts, and he says that he's got another 150 in him. Which, you know, that's... No, he doesn't. <laughs> that's 300, <laughs> if you do the math. Um, it felt like Robin Nielsen played with hearts like through our entire teenage years. But apparently, according to Wikipedia, he only made 200. Um, who thinks going to make more appearances? Jinx Smith's going to surpass Nielsen? I think it'll be close. I think it'll be really close. And our 50 appearances... So you're talking another Pro- probably seasons? over one season. I think that's that's got to be more than one season mm-hmm. at the club. I'll be there a bit, so aye. aye. Yeah. But am I wrong? If I feel like Robbie Nielsen was the right back for Hearts from when we went to high school, finished high school, <laughs> like started going up to him. Robbie Nielsen was just always there with his right long hair. There was uh, yeah. that other one that got done for messaging lassies. Well, he was a right back, so. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, he did come in. Well, Nielsen did go down south at one point. Anyway. Bye. Anyway, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Did you think Michael Smith is going to get like a, a two-year deal here? I I think he will, but I don't necessarily think he's going to play right back or wing back. Would you see him moving into? Um, maybe centre back or bench. <laughs> no, <laughs> bench. I, I, think Rob, I reckon Robin Nielsen quite likes Michael Smith. Um, yeah, but. You can you can sort of see he's not 
maybe not as suited to that wing back role. Hmm. But so I think he'll keep him on. But yes, maybe centre back. I would imagine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. I'd like to see him for at least another year. Anyway, so if we can get a one year extension there, keep him on. Why not? I would. I like him. And then I think eventually we'll take him into the into the coaching team and eventually we'll have a full senior 11 that can play against our actual senior 11. <laughs> like, a se- like a senior, senior 11. <laughs> no, we, we let them get go down the levels. We, we let them like slowly but surely but get a worse and worse job and then they're fired. That's what happens at Hearts. Well, that's Michael Smith. Um, Cameron, you were all excited with this one. The Gorgie boys are going to southern Spain on their jollies in January for this for the shutdown. Any idea where exactly? No. Um, <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> well, you uh, don't like us. I'm, um, I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. I feel like um, there's... <sighs> Do, do we really need to be going? To, I mean, we're harsh. Do we really need to be going to Spain midway through the season on a on a what is essentially a jolly? Like, I'm not so sure. I mean, it, if it's no COVID restrictions in that, fair play. If my work, if my work were offering to take me to Spain for a couple of weeks during the winter, fucking right, I'd be gone. Look, there's things that like my my, my gripe is that, and I, I've said it to you many times, but for where I sit, where me and you sit, Simon. We can't even see a clock inside time. <laughs> I'd rather we'd spent money on things that actually helped us on a match day. The thing is, I'd, it's like, just, I'd like to know how many minutes have went. It's the LED. <laughs> it's the LED sign. So it's, they just need to program it. It's not even like it costs any more. It's, it's there for, for clarity. It's there for uh, any of the games that are on TV. I can see a <laughs> clock at them. <laughs> I can see two clocks from my seat in the beatfield. field. get up here. It's because the clock's on the main stand side and no other side. Imagine <laughs> building a brand new stand and you can't even see a clock for it. If but you... we can go to Spain. We're going to Spain on a jolly, so there you go. <laughs> now I know that, Jarvie. I want you to text me the time every 10 <laughs> seconds. Oh, oh. Right, every minute. You know what? I, I never go on my phone while the game's on. But I did for the first time because I had a coupon, which was very much up. And I was looking at it and I missed the Jason Cummings goal. The first goal I've ever missed. <laughs> Well, at Tencastle, and it was that goal which burst my bloody coupon. So, so what you're saying is it was, it was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My heart's on the eye. I, I never used to put hearts on my coupon. Maybe I should stop. Um, okay, so I, Cameron's not happy about hearts going on holiday. I think he's just jealous myself. Uh, Joe Savage called Robbie Nielsen a weapon. Sorry, his secret weapon in attracting <laughs> players. Um, basically, it's a very strange article. This it basically said because he's such a charmer, and he spoke about how they took Alex Cochran out for a candlelit dinner across from Edinburgh Castle. It was all very weird. I don't know if you what? saw that. Yeah. <laughs> very strange. Savage must have been having a, a drink this week because he's also said, and this was pre Aberdeen game, I must say, that we can win the league. Good, good. We've been saying it for ages about the mentality around the, like around these sort of things. The, the only difference in winning these things is truly actually fucking putting a plan in place to try and do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've got to believe you're going to fucking do it to put the to believe the plan's going to work. So, so step one, eh? Step one to becoming the greatest team ever <laughs> in the world. 
I'd, I'd like to hear him come out and say it now after the Aberdeen game. I'd still say we come in the league. Aye. See what the confidence levels I mean, are now. I mean, this game, I know we're going to preview it, but this game at the weekend, if any team was going to challenge, it has to be us or Dundee United now because we're both on level points. We're sat in that position. So this game goes a long way to figuring you know, how long you stay in that fight. Yeah. And suddenly it felt like Celtic was having the, the worst season they've had in around 20 years being serious and suddenly they're second in a point off top. Yeah, but that's just because we've dropped so many points. I know, well, that's it. You slip up, you think, oh, we're undefeated and you get beat off Aye. Aberdeen and you go, well, we, we haven't won a game in four now. Aye. And that's... they're Celtic in second. Uh, their last, I, I, I noticed that at the time. It was like they quietly did this without anybody noticing. Yeah. Out of their last five games, is four wins and they drew at the weekend. Uh-huh. You know that they've obviously hit some kind of form again. Yeah. Creeped back into there. So, bye. So we'll go into this a bit more through the Aberdeen discussions. I'm sure that's all the news. <laughs> well, in fact, sorry, one more item. One more item, Cameron. The Scotland squad announcement is tomorrow. Do you think this time could be Suter's time? No. Right, moving on to the Aberdeen game. <laughs> <laughs> now you, who are we playing in this next camp, Cameron, and when's this? I didn't think this has kind of crept up from nowhere for me. Yeah, we play Moldova, and then um, the last game of the group is at home to Denmark. So, one in Moldova, we're in the playoffs. Um, lose in Moldova, and we've got no chance because we'll probably need to be Denmark. Right, okay. When who, is this? Who, who at this point have won every game in the group and have not conceded a goal. Pretty impressive, eh? Aye, aye. They're like the Rangers at the international scene. We know. <laughs> um, when is this? Is there going to be a weekend without Hearts coming up, is there? Um, next weekend. Next weekend, yeah. For fuck's sake. Next Friday night we play, I believe. And then I feel like we're fucking playing international games every fucking month. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there is a lot at the moment, aye. I think they were backed up. Um, I think these games would have been played like uh, this group, bloody this group would have game. started earlier. <laughs> okay. And these are the last games of the group and then we've got two playoff games and then that's one tournament wrapped up. Then I, that's us in the World Cup, basically. <laughs> I didn't care. No, we then have to play a playoff. Aye, so we beat Moldova, get, go, go and get beat off Denmark because who cares? And then we've got a playoff semi final, a playoff final, and then we're in the World Cup. Is that right? Yeah, although potentially that Denmark game could hinge. That, there are a lot is on the line in that game because you're playing for a home tie, potentially, because your seeding could come into it. Aye, based on your points in your group. Yeah. So you, oh, you, you kind of want to get something for that as well. That's why yeah. we need John Suter in the team. You seen him striking a ball. <laughs> was, this John was it against St Johnston? He took an air shot and all. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him, man. He's absolutely flying. Well, he's got two goals and three. <laughs> <laughs> Prolific, actually. Yeah. He's a striker we need. Exactly. Jay Adams out. <laughs> um, good, good. Right. The news is done. Um, that is that. Simon, on to the third game conversation of the night. Uh, Aberdeen. We got beat. 2-1. But how did we shape up and line up and all that? Uh, usual full-strength team, apart from the front three. So it was the usual, what do you want to call it, like a 5-2-3 or a 3-4-3 three, three 
full-backs or wing-backs. Um, Suter, Halkett, Kingsley, and then Smith, Devlin, Beningame, Cochrane. But then our front three was Janelli, Nondwili, and Mackay Stephen, which if we had had that at any point before what we've got now, I'd probably be pretty happy about it. It would be something you could put up front, but it was a bit flat on that weekend there. Um, consistent with Boyce's injury, we, we really struggled to sort of make any chances, which is shocking. I didn't think it would have that much of an impact, um, him not being in the squad. Mm. Is there is there news on when he's back? They seem to be keeping it very quiet, but um, I think he I think he'll be back this weekend, from what I understand. Because I think we do really need him. I think he's quite important for us and all these. I mean, I don't know how many of them are now, but people who were sort of saying that Boyce doesn't do enough just really need to have a look at themselves. So. Yeah. But I um, we. We were all right in the first half. I thought Aberdeen were probably the better team. We we couldn't seem to really get forward and, and create a lot of chances. And then we finally got Ginelli through one-on-one with the keeper and he done well to win a penalty because he definitely throws himself to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> There's contact. It's a penalty in modern-day football, but that if funny. that got given against you, would be absolutely fuming. But there is contact, and we've had it against us thousands of times. So fuck Aye. it. It's it is definitely, it's definitely a penalty. But it is like if you if you were actually playing and that happened to you, like if you were kicking the ball, you'd be fucking fuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Well, I think it was more of a penalty than Edward against Hearts in the Scottish Cup final a couple of years ago. Because there was no contact there. That's not a penalty. Aye. There was literally like a, a brush of the glove. Glove. Bobby. Like I'm saying, I'm not saying it wasn't a penalty. It's definitely a penalty, but it's a very soft penalty. And like, mm-hmm. it's just a bit of a joke what it is now. Like that, you can sort of just create contact yourself and fall over, and that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but well dispatched by John Suter. I think those sort of penalties are always good because you see, even if the keeper gets gets a hand on them, if they're hard and to one of the corners of the sides, they're they're really hard to keep out because yeah, the keeper has to be at full stress, so can't really get a strong hand on it so it's, it's always going to go in um, when we move on to to like the second half and the sort of crumble and just how poor we were that second half I still thought Beningame and Devlin had quite good games am I just going mental and thinking that they are just impervious to criticism because I thought they were alright but we played quite shite it, uh, um, I, no I, I don't think I'll come at it from a different angle. I don't think they're they're playing badly. I, th- I absolutely love them. But I think there's times when we don't need two defensive midfielders in there. Um, when we absolutely battered St. Johnson for that whole second half, um, we just seem to persist. I would rather bring on a more attacking player for, for one of Devlin and Beningame to play in there because I feel that there was a few times in that Dundee game when Beningame got the ball in the box and he just didn't seem to know what to do with it. And that's fine. I didn't expect him to be scoring goals. He's a defensive midfielder. But I don't know. We seem to just sometimes prefer to keep seven defensive players on the bench, uh, on the pitch, sorry. Mm-hmm. Not I that did. there's a, a lot of great players sitting on the bench ready to come on, attacking players-wise, but I'll probably mention them again, but Mackinac. I was looking at Cameron. Uh, you know, 
it's annoying. But aye, no, that's not to say that's no criticism of Beningame and, and um, Devlin. They're they're they are brilliant. There's an absolutely brilliant um, um, centre midfield pair. I think. Um, to, sorry, I on you go, think, Cameron. I was just thinking if McInerney came in now, <laughs> the problem he's going to have is if he plays at all at any point, he'd have zero form. Yeah. Right? yeah. I I think. Um, I think we are so, and it's it's a good thing. You, your team needs an identity, but we are so locked into playing this three four three that if we change change the way we play and we bring on sort of like an attack in mid, that means we have to change the way we play. And I don't think this yeah. team is capable of doing that. Yeah, exactly. Because what what do you, I was going to ask us as well, and it's a a good conversation because what do you do if you were to change the shape? You would have to go four at the back. And we call it a three. It's really a five. But you go to two centre-backs, so you've got an extra body in midfield. That means you can't play Craig Halkett because you can't play Craig Halkett just with one defensive partner because he's not good enough. So you then have to replace him. You know, it just all doesn't work. So we are really locked into this shape, aren't we? Aye, I think it does highlight the fact that we do need a striker and we do need a centre-back just to sort of maybe be able to be flexible and bring on that sort of attack in mid and... Because if we do go two at the back, and like you say, Halkett is vulnerable in a two, but he, he would definitely start. It would be him and Suter, 100%, if we ever played four at the back. I'm pretty sure we did play four at the back, and they were the two that started. Was that yeah. not the Dundee United game? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Which we won. <laughs> Which we did win quite we well. We, and in hindsight, it was a very good win. <laughs> Considering there's, the, the run there's, they've on There's going to gonna be an argument to say that might be our best result of the season. Considering how they've played, I wait Dundee United to win like that. I we, we um, did beat Celtic at Tynecastle and draw with Rangers at Ibrox, but <laughs> <laughs> winning 2 0 away to Dundee United. But considering the form they're on, and they beat both Celtic and Rangers, I mean, Dundee United could win the league. But I thought, um, I thought that the, the centre mid pairing of Devlin and Beningame, I completely didn't realise that it was Scott Brown and Dylan McGeoch for a very long time and then not to the I was like holy shit is that who they're playing up against because they had them on toast mm-hmm. the whole time but I there was just nothing in the final third that just seemed to completely fall apart there was no one who would sort of take the ball and and sort of have that had it up there for even a second and you'd think Nondooley would be pretty good at that but yeah it is interesting I think last season our joint top assist maker was Ollie Lee who left after like 10 games he wasn't replaced and the Irvin came in took all his minutes I think he ended up with the same amount of assists as Ollie Lee if I remember rightly he wasn't replaced the only kind of advanced central midfielder we have is Aaron McInef who's just making the bench Jamie Walker might be that position as well who doesn't I don't, even, I don't even think he's making the bench most weeks no well exactly um, it just shows you that this this shape we're in was planned from you know the end of last season. This was the direction Nielsen was taking us in. But if we come stuck now without Liam Boyce, if everything's built around you know him because it's not coming down the middle, etc., then you know we could be in for a, a tough November anyway. The fixtures. Can I to throw one out there? I think it's, it probably seemed odd to us at the time, um, and it seems it's kind of shown it now as. Why did we put you and Henderson out alone when we only had three strikers? Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he scored five goals since he's went away. Yeah, I I think this is the curse of of having like a really good player like Liam Boyce for a team like Hearts is 
when he does go down, there isn't anyone who can really step up and do it. That's why he is so good. If we had players who could come in and just do what Liam Boyce was doing, nay bother, they wouldn't be sitting on the bench for hearts. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. At the end of last season, you and Henderson looked very good. And we had conversations on this podcast of could he find his way into the first team? You know, we thought he'd be a backup at least, not on loan at Aloha. <laughs> oh, wow. Aye. I just actually just went and checked his Aloha stats. <laughs> it's three It's three goals. It's three games. Nine goals. Holy I, shit. He's on fire. I know. That's it. He, he was on fire at the end of last season. Remember some of the runs he was Aye. making? Like 60 yards in the wing. and uh, He was good form, but so was Shea Logan. So, <laughs> so was Craig White. And things are different in the championship. Completely appreciate that. But where's the depth when you've just got Nandwili? No other backup. And you and Henderson on low now. Aye, so what, like, imagine... Nanduli did take a knock in that St Johnston game. Would we be forcing Boyce to come back quicker and, and potentially risking him out for even longer? Would we be starting like Woodburn up front as like a false nine? I think you'd have to, aye. Well, aye, you would know. have to. Aye, we'd be fucked. That's what we'd be. <laughs> um, Simon, to run through some of the, the key incidents, uh, Craig Gordon had a, a very good game. He made a big save early on. Uh, a one-on-one and was it the the second half um Ramirez had a, a one-on-one with Gordon from like six yards out and after he hit it he was actually already had his arms above his head celebrating not expecting Gordon to get down and save it one of the saves of the season he was on fire Aye, it's incredible that how well he dealt with that through ball and he slid out and he didn't go out of the box mm-hmm. and then managed to to deal with it and then that save where Ramirez was he was sort of like right in the middle of the box, took a step inside, I think it was Halkett, took a shot for like point black range and Craig Gordon gets down to his right and saves it. <clears throat> it's tremendous. It's, it's unbelievable. Yes. And it, it bounces up and just bounces back into his hands. Yeah. It, yeah. The ball doesn't even fly out back out into the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron, on Gordon, do you think he's going to keep his Scotland number one jersey? Xander Clark did just have one of the best goalkeeping performances ever witnessed at the weekend first in Johnston. Yeah, but Xander Clark didn't even make the last Scotland squad. Mm. Um, it was Liam Kelly and John McLaughlin, so I don't think Gordon's at any risk. And John McLaughlin's now playing. Yeah, it's weird that I see Alan McGregor getting phased out by the looks of it. Strange one. John McLaughlin started the season. Well, they've been kind of rotating, but McGregor Aye. seems to just be getting kept out now. I think that's since he's... Uh, stinker against Arch. Stinker against us, I. Well, saying that, he had a very good game. He did just make that one mistake at the very end, which led to our goal, to be fair. But that's why he kept us out from winning. Um, uh, Craig Gordon, eh? <laughs> um, Simon, Aberdeen's first goal... Um, crossed to the edge of the box and Craig Halkett just completely missed his header. Complete air shot. Aye, the finish was pretty good though. Like some things yeah. you've just... Some well, that's because he, was, he found all the, all the space in the world because Halkett <laughs> ended up 15 yards away from him. Aye, there's always like, there's always points at which you're, you're supposed to stop the goal but once he gets that sort of space and he does really well to finish it, what can you do? Um Aberdeen just seemed to to be so much more threatening going forward than us. It wasn't really like a, an uneven game. I felt like both teams had 
I, I've just checked the position there, 49% for Hearts. <clears throat> they just were so much better in the final third. That was a difference. They 17 shots they had, five on target. We had five shots the whole game. Mm-hmm. You're never going to win a, an away game if you have five shots and one on target. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Aberdeen's second goal was like something out of the NBA. Um, Ramirez blocking Benny. And then uh, Ferguson found the header. Is, is that a foul? No, it's, that's completely normal. You set up routines to block men off. Like that's that's pretty normal stuff. They they executed it well. Um, I think Nandwili's got the the sort of what you would call the front post zone. He needs to go and win that header. He's mm-hmm. he's bigger than Ferguson. Hopefully, you would think he was stronger than him. He's got to be confident. He's got to go out and win that header. That's if Benny gets blocked off, your your security blanket's meant to be you've got a six foot four striker at the front post. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You're just Benny's job there is probably just to slow Ferguson down from meeting that cross. He doesn't really do it, but Nanduli still got to go up and win that. Mm. <clears throat> I am a wee bit concerned about Benny at set pieces. It was his Jason Cummings was his man with the Dundee. Yep, that's him lost Ferguson for the Aberdeen goal. And I, I can't remember what the goal was like at St. Johnson. Uh, but he was fucking, um, probably his fault. <laughs> no, nah, it, um, it was actually John Suter at the back post. That's why I blame for St. Johnson's goal. He was the one marking the guy who eventually taps it in. But Benny had the chance to clear it when the ball came across. And he, he mishit it. But if Suter falls his man in, he's he's getting that ball. So there's mm. two two sort of mistakes. But I'd say if, if anyone really is to blame for that, it's John Suter. Okay, okay. Um, I do think for that Aberdeen goal there, if Benny goes down, the referee probably gives a foul normally, yeah. but it was Kevin Clancy, so probably not. <laughs> um, aye. It, it happens at every set piece. I'd, I don't know. You could say definitely the ref gives a foul and you could say that he doesn't give a foul because it's so inconsistent. Both things happen every weekend in every single game. Refs blow up for some shirt pulling and blocking. And they just they completely ignore other stuff and it's all the exact same and they just didn't get a fuck. No. Find the foul, get the ball away for there. It's difficult right. one. Yep. Um, Hammy, I think I've been looking forward to coming to you with this one. Andy Halliday was on the park for I think it was 17 minutes. I think he'd done quick shit. Then he got a red <laughs> card for a like, dangerous challenge on uh, Barry Ferguson's nephew. Then had a big square up with Scott Brown. It's all back page stuff. What did you make of it all? Um, like I've watched it a few times, and I personally I don't think it's a red card. I think it's a yellow card. But the way he's lunging into the tackle like that, it's the, just... the angle the ref's got as well. When you see it, the ref doesn't. The ref sees it from Andy Halliday's, like from behind the tackle. So <laughs> he just sees Andy Halliday flying through. He doesn't see where the contact is. Yeah, it's you're you're just asking for trouble, especially with. What we've seen recently with like Supporters getting sent off at Rangers and I know it's no Rangers we're playing, but it just it's just a stupid, pointless tackle. It's in Aberdeen's half. He doesn't need to make that challenge. Um and ah, and then he gets he has a bit of a so I think Scott Brown's being Scott Brown coming over and winding him up, but he was already off at this point. The Clancy had the red card out as soon as possible. So it just but even still, like I didn't understand why he's on the pitch. Like that was just an odd substitution. Aye. What um, the hell? Really was. So, yeah, it, it's now out for. I, th- I think I'm sure I read Nielsen wasn't going to contest it. So, 
Good. That'll be him out for three days, I think. Uh, three games, so mm-hmm. it'll just be a maybe a Jamie Walker might go on the bench. You never know now. That'd be nice. Maybe even Cameron's pal. <laughs> well, McInef was on the bench for Aberdeen. Aye, McInef yeah, was on the bench. That's yeah. that. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why Halliday was on the game. It's um, at that point it was two one. You know, we're chasing an equaliser and we're taking Cochrane off for Halliday. Hmm. I, it's, it's, I, like, I, I don't get taking Cochrane off for a start. I think he has like he has got an all right delivery out with the out of the shite fullbacks that we have on delivering. He's he's got a better delivery than the other one. Do we think but, uh, Cochrane's potentially nursing some kind of injury because he was he, he wasn't in the, the starting eleven this Johnston game either, was he? Uh, no, he was. I think he was out. How they yeah. started? I. I wonder if it's just potentially, you know. Some kind of fatigue there, or a wee knock that they're managing. Possibly not, but but then I would. Well, if I was the manager, and <laughs> hopefully one day we will be, I'd be moving. Um, this is all this is, isn't it? <laughs> a portfolio. <laughs> I if if that was my, if Cochrane's got a, a knock, I'd be putting Kingsley at left back and bringing in Taylor Moore, centre back. That's what I would do. Um, mm. I just don't really see a place for. Halliday, if I'm honest with you, now that you know he was maybe a little bit effective in centre mid, but he's he's not going to beat Ben Ing being Devlin again in the squad. He's good for backup. He's a bit of a utility player. He can play here and there, but mm-hmm. that is not the worst news in the world that he's going to miss three games, is it? Um, is Robbie Nielsen's band finished now? I feel like he's been in the in the the stands forever. Aye, that'll yes. be the third game there. Aye, good. No, do you think that's had an effect on our three results? No. Nah. He's no. sitting there with a walkie-talkie to Stephen Naismith the whole game. So, mm-hmm. Stevie, Stevie, <laughs> how fucking <laughs> nightmare that would be having a fucking earpiece straight for your boss. <laughs> I think oh. it would be worse being on the receiving end from Stephen Naismith, to be honest, man. <laughs> Voice goes right through you. Um, well, good. That's all. Ah, yes. Not been the best wee spell, has it? And the, the un, undefeated run, of course, comes to an end. But how's your confidence levels now? Is there anyone that truly believes we're going to win the league this year? I don't <laughs> think it was supposedly nine. It was definitely Aye. nine. Aye. I just stumbled my <laughs> way to that. <laughs> so you can look at this two ways. Yeah, we picked up two points for nine. Or... After 12 games, we're sitting third and we have the third best goal difference and we're two points off Celtic. Yeah. It's it's fine. The, the results haven't been great. The performances in the two draws were really good. They should have been wins. That's the only disappointment for that. Aberdeen away, we played shite. We're missing one of our best players. Yeah. Let's get on with Let's get back on with it. Are you, you feeling confident about a top three finish, would you say, Simon? I still think we can push second. I still think that's like a, a genuine possibility. I don't think Celtic look that good. They've obviously sorted it out, but you see them. Teams still get at them. Livy showed that they're. You can still get at them. I'm. I'm. This is this is really surprising to me, considering the whole thing we'd said about Celtic was that they score goals and they can't defend. They've now conceded the least goals in the league. That that blows <laughs> my mind. Like I've I've seen that team defend and they can't. They've only conceded seven goals. Mm-hmm. It's all changed. Tony Ralston, Cameron, is he going to get a Scotland call-up tomorrow? I, 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 to be honest, I, I've, I've not really seen him play at all, so I okay. <laughs> struggle to comment. 
he's um some for somehow so I must have sold his sold to the devil or something because he's having a very good season <laughs> after being shite playing for Muck last year. Um, it's weird. Uh, how's your your confidence levels in, in Robbie Nielsen, Cameron, through this? Do you, have you is your mind shifted at all over these last three games? No, I mean there's there's things that that went against us, but that'll happen across the course of a season. Um, you know, you, you've taken an injury. I, I I personally think the last two games, certainly the St Johnston game, would be different if you had Boyce in there. Um, there's nothing you can do to mitigate for an injury, um, apart from maybe not put players out on loan when you've got them in your squad. But um, no, if you were offered, you know, one loss, third place at this point in the season. At the beginning of the season, would you have taken it? Absolutely, you would have. Oh, 100%. That's why I keep thinking, yeah, you would bite somebody's hand off for the position we didn't know. Harry, right. what do you think? Would you? Oh, aye. Aye, I think I'm, I'm hopeful that this is just a blip. There's a few things that have maybe worried me. We, like, we were talking about the subs and we have been lining up and things, but um, I think we're in such a much better place than we were last year. And, you know, you see... TV cameras, Joe Savage is there with Robbie Nielsen, so I like to think he's got some sort of effect. Hmm. Um, and the I players think signed are, are much better as well. I think they've got a plan to bring in players in January as well. I think that this is a this is if this is a perfect opportunity for Robbie Nielsen to be sitting with Joe Savage and go. If we are fucking serious about what you said winning the league, mm-hmm. we need to get some fucking players in. Yeah, a striker. Yeah, I wonder how uh, Lewis Maltz recovery's going. <laughs> the fuck off. <laughs> I, told, I told you what, Motherwell looks all right, though. Well, there's a lot of people asking for it. I can't believe his age. If you if you don't know his age, listener, have a wee guess just now. I thought he was about 31, at least. I know you were the same. He's what? What is he, 20, just turned 27 or something? 27. He turns 28. At the end of the year, right? Okay, for that was unbelievable. He's been around forever. There's no actually folk already. I mean, I've, I know I've, there's a obsession with fucking ex Hearts players, but <laughs> he doesn't I've, count. I don't feel. I've a, I've, I would have a worry that this is just a short spell because if you look back across his career, he's never really <laughs> had one like this. Last season, thirty-five games in the league, three goals. Yeah. It's a, a proper football cliche, but is he coming into his peak, Cameron, at this age? Maybe this is just his level now. I mean, look, history says that he doesn't keep this going, and um, <laughs> I'm going to say it as well. Fair enough, fair Scotland enough. call up? No. <laughs> um, no. Although we are short, <laughs> Lyndon Dykes is suspended as much as, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not convinced of him either. Yeah, Stephen Fletcher had. Oh, with the hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who did he get that hair for? The shows. <laughs> <laughs> was he in Turkey with Paddy while he was getting his teeth done? <laughs> um, one, one fact, Joe Savage in the stands. I've noticed he's on his phone all the time. Business, all, baby. Right, business. Maybe, just maybe he's got games. a coupon on. <laughs> nah, he's playing that great that mobile game. Football manager, first <laughs> manager. I was going to make a shite joke about a fucking football mobile ad, 
But I couldn't think of one quick enough, so I just said that mobile game. Go on to the PlayStations on his phone. (laughs) It's Monday, man. Come on. Oh, well. Hi, there you go. Joe Savage, always playing the mobile games. Um, Hammy, no doubt Jambo's kickback's fun at the moment. What have you got for us? So, after a week where we only picked up two points, got beat, lost the unbeaten run, and someday played about with the PA system, it was carnage all weekend. One thread just says, are we as good as we think we are? Uh, The last week has been a reality check, unfortunately. There were concerns about the lack of cover up front, and that has been badly exposed with Liam Boyce injury. Robbie is a safe pair of hands, and I'm sure we'll have us in the top six, perhaps getting a European place. Somebody didn't agree with that. They just said no. Average to start season, but average is better than I expected Nielsen to be. Still, it's shite, and we as a fan base deserve better than this pish. Third and ah. <laughs> I hear you, Craig. <laughs> I hear you, Craig. Uh, two wins in the last eight league games indicates we're not as good as a lot of us thought we were and today was an absolutely dire performance that's the uh, Aberdeen game by the way Um, with the squad we now have it will be a fucking disaster if we don't finish top six and don't come back with this just being promoted negative shite you guys that come out with that deserve mediocrity last season squad would probably have struggled to finish top six not this one quite quite a violent one um, first six games 12 out of 18 points second six nine out of 18 points started well but in reality we are just above average we flatter to deceive with loads of possession and little to no bite we struggle especially our forwards to score goals from open play we are much improved side but in reality need a couple of players likely to score goals fair fair enough um, we're certainly not good enough to challenge for the league we are good enough to chance for third, though. Our attacking players need to start producing an end result. So far, I'd say we are where we are in the league due to Craig Gordon and, for large parts, a sound defence. Our focus just now has to be on speeding up open attacking play and defending set pieces. We are terrible at the moment at defending set pieces. Um, somebody says, we are just not that good. Too many people cream themselves about our players when we get a few decent results, but really, we are still quite poor and lucky sometimes. We should be going all out to sign someone like Callum Patterson on loan. Wonder wonder where they got that idea from. Um, Benny and Devlin are great, but it was galling to see how little they offered when we were a goal down chasing the game. Desperately need someone central who's more dangerous going forward. That wasn't a post for me. I know it sounds like me, but mm. um, no urgency, no plan B, no alternative to Boyce and not even one shot on goal from open play. Disaster. Predicted we'd lose before the game. Nice. A classic Hearts Away performance. The players should be ashamed of that today. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this guy? <laughs> one positive. What miserable life. I know, man. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. No. I was hoping Hearts would lose, so I was right. <laughs> That, that's, uh, that's that's a bit of a common theme. Um, one positive to take is we won't see Halliday for a few weeks. There we go. Halliday yeah. got slaughtered once again. Aye. I actually felt a bit sorry for him. But um, <laughs> done in by a team with McGeek and an old man in it. How the effect Brown stays on the park with his constant niggly fouling and off-the-ball nudges and dugs. 
I don't know what Dugs he was on, but it literally says Dugs. Dugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, last one, apart from the penalty, did we actually have a shot on target? That was truly pathetic today and nowhere near good enough. And I don't understand Robbie's tactics, team selection and subs either. It was a shocker all round and we got exactly what we deserved. Exclamation mark at the end. No who was that up. last one? Who? who? Yeah. Are we naming them, them now? No, <laughs> I just have, a, I have an answer for them. Um, no, we didn't have another shot on target. Nah, it was just a pain away. <laughs> Paul Cameron was just like ready to write a letter. Aye. Dear Jamble 52. <laughs> uh, to be fair, not having a shot on target other than the penalty is pretty terrible. Bad, like. It was terrible. Yeah. It was the final third. Everything seemed to be all right apart from that final third. And it just, I think it spooked us into wanting to really fucking move because we knew if we conceded, then we weren't scoring. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Right, I thought kickback would be an absolute meltdown. You did not disappoint, Hammy. Um, <laughs> End of days. Yeah, there, there is a, a lot of people on the, the Twitter Twitter sphere as well saying Nandwili out, um, along with uh, Nielsen out in jest. Um, but what, what's your thoughts after having a good look at Nandwili over these last couple of games? Is he good enough to be a first-team player at the club? He's, I'll tell you one thing. Um I took a different stab at the beginning of the season because everyone else was going a bit vanilla. He is not, as I predicted, going to be our top goal scorer. At the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I don't think he's very suited to the way we play. Um, is probably the nicest way to put it. No, the thing is, he's got good feet for a big man. <laughs> Like, he's better with his feet than he is in the air. So, in theory, we didn't need to change much. You know, he could have done a similar role to Boyce. Aye, it's, it's a bit in difficult, life. isn't it? He's going he's gonna to be compared to Boyce and expected to sort of match that level. But I don't think he is good enough. But I think he can play better than we've seen over the, the last couple of games. I do think his ceiling is higher than what we've seen. Mm-hmm. I think he's looked better when he's come off the bench a couple of times. I mean, a couple of come off the bench for the last 10 minutes or whatever, and he's looked really up for it. And then he gets his chance and he's just... My, my worry, uh, I'll give two points and probably one, one of them in support and one against, but my worry would be that I can't think I've ever seen him win a second ball. So if it moves anywhere in the box, he's never the man that gets on it and... He's your striker. Like he is the guy who should be picking up the deflections or you know whatever that ball is. He's always a, at least a couple of steps away from it. Never wins it. But on the flip side, I think he probably unfairly gets compared to Boyce in the fact that we've said before Boyce probably does too much, too much of the running about, tracking back, moving aye. out to places. We're yeah. spoiled, aye. And 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 he doesn't do that because he's not that kind of player. Yeah. So the answer is I'm I, I I'm not sure. Hi, <laughs> I, I think he could be better than we've seen. That's that's the way I think about it. But he needs to do better. This is this is his job. This is why we're paying him. I was I was doing a bit of digging about Boyce's injury as well, and there was when he was ruled out for Aberdeen. Nielsen did make a point of saying that um, some players need five or six games to get up to speed when he was talking about Nandwili. So it's a calf injury. Oh, is he going on the injured reserve? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right. It was a it was a non-contact calf injury as well. So yeah. I, I after international break, that sounds 
if he's back after an international break, I think I'll be a lot more positive. But mm-hmm. at the same point, if we're all going to shit with one player gone out, it's fucking annoying that. But yeah. thankfully he's not injured a lot, his boys. He's, he seems to date all right. He's a very robust man. Like yeah. He's a countryman, Michael Smith. They're made of stone stuff. Well, they, just, they just don't step down. Um, <laughs> going to say there, um, that's fine, because come January, uh, Callum Patterson's coming in. Anyway, so we'll move over Nandwili, move over Boyce. <laughs> move over Michael Smith. <laughs> move over Michael Smith. <laughs> Job done. Uh, good. Thank you, Hammy. That was uh, enjoyable. Um, Cameron, buy or sell. So we, we've missed uh, a wee period of time. So we're looking back at Dundee and ironically ahead to Dundee United. Is that right? That is correct. Although I'm not going to look at Dundee because I don't really want to. I'm just going to give you the scores. Right. Yeah. Measurable day that was. Um, here we are. Actually, myself and you, Jarvie, had a pretty good day. Scored three each. Everybody else scored two. Hmm. That means we're the most measurable bastards. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the reason was that we uh, sold us having a penalty in the game and everyone else was convinced we were getting one. There you go. Um, and where that leaves us is Simon on 23, up to Paddy and Instagram on 24, myself on 25, Jarvie on 26 with Hammy, and out in the lead on 30 is still the good people at Twitter. Because they are the most miserable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I've went really simple for the first one this week. Um, coming off the back of the position we've been in the last few. Um, here you go. Really tough question. Buy, sell. A hearts win. Well, I want to be right on kickback again, so I'm going to not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell. Oh, no. <laughs> You fucking what? Yeah. I think we're going to get another draw. Oh. Um, I'm going to buy it. Robin Nielsen's got United's number. It's his, his team. Um, Paddy isn't here, so he's buying them all. <laughs> and like I said this because you weren't supposed to have an actual option, right? But obviously we do. Um, so I'll be buying it. Um, I already know what your answer on this one is. I might already be. It seems like you have a better insight than I do. I wasn't really sure, so I just chucked it in there and I put in Liam Boyce to return. But I also had him down as Liam Boyce to return and score by sell. Nah, I'm I'm selling it just for that nugget that Hammy said about Nielsen talking about him taking five or six games to get to get warmed up. That's not fucking good news. You don't talk like that. <laughs> I'm selling it as well. I think uh, with the with the break coming up, why risk it? Yeah, I'll well, sell. maybe because you want to win the game, but clearly you don't. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sell for me as well. Sell for you. I'm also going to sell it. Paddy bought it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So um, versus Dundee and St Johnston. We had four shots on target, as I've already said. Um, and against Aberdeen, well, we all know, thanks to kickback, we had one. So the line is us to improve by sell over 4.5 shots on target. I'll buy that. 
We only had four against Dundee. We had 21 shots. Dundee yeah. just sat behind the ball. Aye. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a hard one. I'll, I'll buy it. Good man. Uh, Hammy, you've sold it because I don't know how you can. To be yeah, honest. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll buy it. And of course, Paddy bought it too. And so, having had that spell of um, Craig Gordon keeping clean sheets, looking great, um, we've obviously conceded in each of our last four. Um, so, a return to the clean sheets for Mr. Gordon this weekend. Sell. So, I'll buy that. Buy. Nil, nil. You've just bought a nil-nil. Nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Hey, Ami, you've really backed yourself to a corner. Yeah, man. Two teams that just don't want to lose. That's what it's going to be. Uh, Paddy has bought the clean sheet. and uh, Did you buy it, Simon? Sorry. I did, I. Good, man. And, yeah, I'll go buy it too. Uh, yeah, I think I'll take one nil. I think it might be three or four, five, six. Yeah, <laughs> probably a one nil if it comes in. Um but yeah, there you go. I will uh, update you next week. How you doing? Well, thank you, Cameron. Um, I've managed to get through quite a lot there, boys. Thank you. And thanks to Padman Productions for all your editing time as ever. Uh, please save us from getting cancelled on this very sensitive uh, recording. <laughs> Uh, if you aren't following us on social media already, <clears throat> you can do so and play along with by ourselves at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're listening through Apple. Uh, do feel free to leave us a nice wee review or otherwise just spread the good word right through Gorgie. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon.